Welcome, you're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello, world. Shelley Shearer here, and welcome to the show. I am feeling a heck of a lot better. If you happen to catch any of the dealing with or coping with the pain uh, ones I, I did the last few weeks, and that will be enough of that. We'll be moving forward now through all that whining. But you know, sometimes you just need to share and I wanted to share to make sure there weren't people out there that didn't need to hear what I had to say. I was, you know, excited to, I guess excited isn't quite the right word. It is an honor to share my journey with all of you in the hopes that if anyone needed to hear that or needs to have an idea of what steps to take next or that they're not alone, then, then that is great. But I also don't want to be dwelling and living in that circumstance. Uh, today's Instagram post, uh, something I heard this morning, you know, implications create a person's experience. And that could be, I, my saying said, implications, assumptions, and perceptions. And there's this whole group of people on the Instagram post. And what you have to understand is every single person in that picture, although they're just standing there having a picture taken of them, is experiencing that moment slightly differently. Now, when I was talking about my pain with my coach this morning, he immediately made a comment that I was panicking myself into pain regarding my surgery for my tooth tomorrow. I'm having it extracted and a, um, um, <laughs> you know, you think you have it all planned when you get on the mic and then it just leaves your brain implant being done. Luckily, I've got great bone density, so they're going to do it all in once, which I really appreciate because, you know, the more times I have to be poked with a needle, I'm needle phobic, or pain or anxiety or being fearful, anything like that, it affects the central nervous system and it takes me into what we call fibroflare. And I've just really had enough of pain since about January of this year dealing with everything. But it's all about how you look at it. So one of the big uh, changes I had to really accept in my life to keep moving forward this last few weeks even because the month of September was just horrendous. End of August, beginning of September was just horrendous with this pain and feeling sorry for myself. And it was compounded. You know, first it's the pinched nerve, then it's the tooth, then it's the um, the pinched nerve in my arm, which is kind of different. So this nerve pain and the numb arm now, all these things were leading me to finding out what was wrong and finding, excuse me, sorry guys, finding ways to fix it. Now, what happened when my coach, and I, I'm, I'm going to ask you to do the same thing, when you hear the words, well, you're thinking yourself into a reaction or you're, pan- you're panicking yourself into pain, is your immediate reaction to say, well, it's not all in my head, you know. If anyone listening to this podcast right now had that thought, that's what I want to, I want to talk about consistency today, but this is one of the, some of the ideas I wanted to bring forward today. Pain is psychological. And if you again had a reaction to that as well that said, hey, I'm not making this up. No, you're not. But there is a unique perspective that we have accepted in society in the past number of years, or I mean, as far as I've been alive, 
that believing that pain is psychological means that it's not real. We now have such a better understanding of our body's physiology that, you know, that we have two guts or two brains. We have a brain in our gut now and the lining that, that um, nerve endings react to, that gut feeling that you have, how your emotions are tied into it. You know, they can do hypnosis on people and they think they're getting into a warm bath when in fact they're getting into ice cold water and they don't react because their brains are saying there's nothing here but a nice warm bath. It is psychological. However, we have an assumption, a perception, an implication to that, what I just said, that often is uh, what's sort of understood as your pain's just made up. No, it's not. That's the limiting belief you need to let go of. So on the Facebook, uh, sorry, on the Instagram post today, I posted this. Implications, assumptions, and perceptions create a person's experience. So on that Instagram post, I've got this group of people and that's saying all of those people had to stand there for that photograph years ago or whenever it was done understand that every person in that photograph was experiencing that situation slightly differently so when my coach said to me and I was saying yep yeah, you know tomorrow I've got the dental surgery not really looking forward to that you know it'll lay me out when he said what he said about I'm panicking myself into the pain my back went up it's like hey that's not accurate fully, maybe a little bit. But then we got talking about it. It says, now here's the deal. Where is there the line between accepting and, and fighting it? So for years, I kept pushing myself and crashing, making myself sicker, not understanding my body's limitations. Therefore... I don't consider it the fact that I'm making up my reaction when I have time and time and time again proven that when I do this much too much, I'm going to crash. My central nervous system just shuts down and I experience a whole bunch of body pain. That is the awareness and acceptance of living in the moment and in the reaction. That is part of the growth, believe it or not. To accept that pain is psychological, but that doesn't mean, don't equate it. This is, this is your, if you're having that belief, that is your assumption that it means I'm saying it's made up. It's seriously not. So can you imagine how many areas in our life we hear something and we hear it through the filter of our assumptions and our, our, our perceptions? That is what is so wrong with the world right now and why everybody's fighting. It was very easy for someone to shake our tree. So there was a great thing on Facebook I saw the other day about how putting red ants and black ants um, into a jar is fine and they don't touch each other until someone shakes the jar. Then you dump them out and they attack each other. Okay, so who's to blame there? The violent ants? The red ants that attack? Uh, So yeah, who's to blame? The person that shook the jar. And that's what's happening in the world out there today is that we're just living in so much fear and our perceptions and assumptions and implications of how we think the situation is, is clouding the truth. It's clouding the truth that someone else wants us to fight. Some other entity, I don't know what that could be. I mean, if you're a Christian, everyone just says it's the devil. Uh, Evil intent. That doesn't have to be that way. This is not about whether you want to wear a mask and I don't whether you want to take a vaccine that I don't want to, it is about the fact 
that we need to be kind and agree to disagree and have not have our freedoms taken away when we are allowing the world, the governments, the people out there in power to create division amongst people, there's an ulterior, an ulterior agenda. That's what so many people on Facebook that people are fighting and writing these nasty posts and everything are the point they're missing. They're actually, if you are doing this, please stop. Stop watching the news for starters. And accept that, you know, nobody in power right now is worried about your health because if they really truly were there's only two examples I can give you that work for me one smoking would be illegal 323 people die a day from cigarette smoke and five people died of COVID and secondly if it really was this type of killer virus that they're saying would schools even be open no they wouldn't be well in Canada they are so clearly the message is not bottom line everything to do with your health there's you know something else going on and that's all that people need to realize and then go educate yourself. And if you do all the education and decide that you want a vaccine, then please go take it. Please do that. Use medical. There's a lot of people that go to the doctor for prescriptions that I refuse to use. When I was having all these problems, um, I kind of have a newer doctor because she took over my long-term doctor's practice after he retired. And up until this past couple of weeks when I've been dealing with all this pain, I was very pro her and she took on my husband who didn't have a doctor. So I was really, you know, I was really impressed and I was really happy, but she left me in some bad situations this past couple of weeks. She left me in pain. She, they didn't get the antibiotics sent into the, to, um, to the uh, pharmacy for me. And I'm having a tooth pulled. They've got to clear the infection or they can't freeze the tooth. An infected uh, tooth can't be frozen in case you didn't know that. I didn't know that by the way. So all these little things. So when I phoned her, really what I wanted was three or four opiates of some sort, like a Demerol or a Percocet. I didn't care what it was. You guys, I thought my head was coming off. Now my doctor goes, I'm going to send over a prescription for Lyrica. And I said, seriously, the stuff they give for, to people with fibromyalgia? And she goes, yes. I wasn't looking for a new drug to be on. I was looking for three days of please block the pain and let me sleep while the antibiotics do their work and then I'm good to go. So whether this doctor just doesn't know me well enough or she's just a bit of a purist and don't get me wrong, I abhor how the medical community abuses opiates. But you have to understand that I've had a pain disease for seven and a half years and I take none of those drugs. So if I wasn't going to take Lyrica for fibromyalgia that was debilitating me and keeping me in bed for two years, what made she, her think I was going to take it now for an abscessed tooth and nerve pain in my back? Like that made no sense to me. And then she, they didn't get the prescription in with the antibiotics anyways. It was like, thank heavens, because I was never going to take that drug. But if you take that drug and you feel better on it, that it's worth the side effects, then I applaud that. This isn't my judgment about someone taking the drug. It's my judgment a little bit on the doctor not understanding me as the patient that I don't take those things. And to worry about giving me two or three days of opiates is ridiculous. And so they left me suffering for five days. Where I just, those five days, I barely even remember them. And I was so sick because Tylenol and Advil were not cutting it and the antibiotic wasn't kicking in. Anyways, these are all interesting life experiences. And for me, a little different, I, I realize because I've got the podcast and I coach and stuff. These are things that I love to experience to say, hmm, what am I learning in this situation? 
what's kind of going on? Now, I know I was going to talk about consistency, and I think I'm just going to have to do different, different podcasts on that one. Because really, perception is a big, big thing. We might as well just stick with that topic today. It is the theme of the posts for, for the Instagram page. And, uh, and it just seems to be forefront in my mind. And it's forefront in the world right now. So get off the news and go find yourself one or two portals that are not censored. Uh, get on some podcasts that virologists are actually producing, not mainstream media. This is something to, to consider. The news hasn't changed in eight months. In case you haven't noticed that, we are still watching all the same fear stuff we were watching the end of February. There's a whole planet of activity going on out here, folks, that no one's hearing about. Stuff, good things are happening to people. Bad things, interesting things, none of that stuff's being told. So get off the news. The sooner we can shut down that news mainstream media realizes that they're losing viewership, the news is there to entertain you. And the reason they have to tell you what they're told to say is because they've got advertisers that pay them and nobody wants to hear the bad stuff. They just don't. I was having a really good conversation with my girlfriend the other day. Now, I know I have a lot of American listeners, but so this is going to be a little tough. So please don't be offended. Please just stand back and recognize the truth in what I'm saying. Nothing on the news is being stated about how unhealthy some countries are. Now, we've got third world countries where people are malnourished. And so, yes, the virus is running through there. The virus is running through the states in certain places way faster than Canada for a variety of different reasons, but one of them is just poor health. I know that's sad, but when 40% of a nation is overweight and has high blood pressure or diabetes and lots of underlying factors, then when something like this comes along, there is huge consequence for it because we basically don't have the bodies to fight it. And it's why I'm very careful. You know, I don't go out a ton and mingle with newer people. I'm, I have this great, you know, dozen people in my small circle and I keep it small right now and I'm okay with that. Everything else I do on Zoom. Because I already have an auto, I actually already have two autoimmune diseases with my celiac. So there's no point in me going out in the risk, putting myself at risk, but I go out and make sure I get sunshine every day. I take my supplements, my vitamin D, my vitamin A, my zinc in higher doses, especially the vitamin D. These things are important and always have been for me because my health is important. What did I hear yesterday? An ounce of uh, prevention is worth a pound of cure. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And where that came in was I was on a Zoom call with these ladies that we were doing a training on sales and there was a couple of practitioners there. And one of them was complaining how people are always complaining to her about how expensive she is because she's alternative. And here in Canada, none of that is covered by the medical system. If you don't go to a doctor and get a pill for something, then you're on your own and it's on your own dime. So pretty much 90% of my medical is out of my own pocket because I don't use conventional medicine every single day of my life. I just, I just don't. I will go and deal with it holistically to find the problem. It's always about finding the problem, not masking the, the, um, the uh, I was going to say the solutions, but uh, you know what I mean. The stuff that comes after. Symptoms. Thank you. Having a little tough time today. Sorry. The puppy kind of kept me up last night. She slept in her in her um, 
crate the first time for six hours, which was great. But when she got up at three, four in the morning for her pee, I was, there was no putting her back in there. She just screamed and howled and I said, screw it. I brought her into bed with me and went back to sleep. So I'm a little bit groggy today. So you see, there's where consistency comes into things. I'm going to have to be way more consistent going forward. And I'll talk about that in the next podcast. So the news doesn't say a single thing about why the coronavirus is hitting some areas worse than others. Why? Because they're not allowed to say things like that. They're not allowed to say, hey, you're overweight, you eat poorly, and you've got three or four underlying conditions, therefore you have a weak immune system. And no offense, nobody wants to hear that. When I was a little heavier, I certainly don't want to, didn't want to hear that I was overweight. I work very hard on staying healthy because I live better every day and know that if something bad happens, I've got the wherewithal to fight it. But you can't have advertisers hearing things like that on the news when, they're ta- when their advertising dollars is what's paying for the news. So the whole point of this whole conversation was to remember that the news is for entertainment. It's to entertain you. I know that seems weird and you think, that's not entertainment. They put ugly, um, dark, crappy stuff on, on the news. Yes, because they know we watch it. It's like looking at a train wreck or a car wreck. You cannot help but rubberneck as you walk by. It is human nature. But we also can't have everyone feeling bad for themselves because they need to lose 20 pounds, okay? Or 50 or whatever it might be. There's got to be some balance. But understanding the how, the why, and whatever is, is very interesting. Now, one thing I actually, this leads me into where I really wanted to hammer this home this week on, please get on Netflix and watch The Social Dilemma. It is half movie, half documentary. Guys, it is fascinating. If you are parents, if you are mad at me for the last five minutes of things I've said, please don't be. Just accept that if you make certain choices and live a certain way, there's going to be consequences. And that doesn't mean the consequences are bad. Some of your choices might be good choices and you're going to be healthy. Other choices are making you unhealthy and make you susceptible. But I will bet that some of my listeners right now just immediately went and auto-filled with their assumption about what I meant. Because we can't help that. So the biggest thing you can do for yourself is get control over your own mind. Emotions only follow thoughts. Thoughts don't follow emotions. You are thinking something, then you feel something. That's the social dilemma. Yeah, I'm positive that's what it's called. Uh, I'll have it posted on the Facebook page and the Instagram. It'll be definitely part of... um, of the postings this week. So if you follow me on either of those platforms, uh, that'll be there. They do such a great job. If you're a parent, please listen to that. They do such a great job of showing you what it's doing to us as a society and what it's doing to children's brains that are not capable of dealing with a lot of this input. And it was shocking. Now, one of the things that they didn't do in the movie, and I was stunned, was they didn't hold the parents accountable for the lack of discipline in the home. I recommended this to my neighbor. So we, t- we were talking about in the car the other day. And she says, what I couldn't understand was when the little girl broke her brother's screen, smashing the, the jar open to get to her phone after being told no phones at the table, there was no consequences for that. She didn't, wasn't told she had to pay for it. Like her phone should have been taken away from her immediately and grounded for a month. Instead, everyone was like, oh, let me go deal with that. And the brothers who also had a bit of an addiction, but he was much older than this little one. He was like, hey. And she goes, you know what? You do without your phone for a week and I'll pay for it. Well, okay, that's fine for him. But where's the consequences for the young child? Where's the discipline in the home? 
And again, Brenda's like, my girlfriend Brenda was like, they didn't even address that. I says, you know what? We don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear in Canada. We don't want to hear that we're raising our children as entitled, uh, that we are letting them get distracted on devices far too early and take responsibility for their poor actions. Like that child allowance should have been taken away until the screen was paid for. She caused the damage. And it was interesting because I was listening to the radio a couple months back and this almost same situation happened. JR Country, the radio station I listen to up here quite often, they had a questionnaire go out to people and said, hey, Texas, what you think? This parent sent in this thing, said, hey, you know what? My son, you know, he had an accident. He didn't mean to. We got him a new phone. And then what did he do? He jumped off a dock or something with the phone in his pocket and now he needs a new one. And it was fairly new. And they're like, do we just chalk it up to experience? Do we, you know, forgive him? He feels bad. Or do we just buy him a new one? And I just, I was just like, what are you people talking about? No, you do not just buy him a new one. Yes, you teach him that this is an accident, but accidents still have consequences. That's where we've lost the disconnect somewhere or we disconnected there. We think that by giving our children a second chance or people, you know, another chance that in turn, there should be no consequences for actions. And that is just not accurate. Because what they're learning is that there's no consequences. So when they go to school and then they eventually go to university and then they go to jobs or they raise their own children, that will be perpetuated gen- year after year, really generation after generation if we don't, get it, we don't get on top of this. So there are some very fundamental things that we need to rethink a little bit that we are not. We are all fighting over face masks. It's like, are you kidding me? It's a piece of cotton on your face that every health organization has already admitted will not stop the virus, just stops droplets. So that's lovely. But I mean, a shield will do that as well, at least you can see your face. But none of those retractions, there's been, I've actually looked up these up the last week and there's been like two or three that I could find full retractions done on information that was already put out and not any of it gets a single bit of, of uh, news on the news or reprint in the papers or anything. It just gets buried on the like page 10 of whatever's online. Full retractions for wrong information. And we're still spouting that wrong information and building policies on it. That's crazy. So those of us in the sort of the self-help and um, let's all be better people world here, If you always do what you always have always done, you will always get what you've always got. So if you are not willing to update your information to form a new opinion, we don't stand a chance as a a society. Now, when COVID broke out, I was like, face mask, what? I wasn't leaving my house anyways. It really didn't matter for me. But I was kind of watching it all. I'm not going to lie. I live in Vancouver, British Columbia, which has a huge Asian population here. And... We see, we've been seeing face masks for 20 years. I mean, the Asians love to wear their face masks. The non-Asian Canadians, we tend to laugh at it a little bit. I'm sorry, but we do. We're like, what are they doing? <laughs> now, now that now it's kind of mandatory for everyone. You see it all the, all the time. It's just not looking as weird as it used to, but we've been seeing this for years and years and years. Okay. I put a post on my Facebook page because I saw this really neat thing from the Czech Republic. I protect me. I protect you and you protect me. And I just liked how it was done 
gracefully and it wasn't done with judgment and it was just like let's all be part of the solution there wasn't enough information back in april as to whether the face mask would work or not and i was against the face mask but it, okay there's those assumptions and implications and perceptions again i've grown up in a country in a city specifically that has huge asian um influence and tourists okay so i see the tourists here and with the face masks and we always joke two things we joke about the face masks and the cameras the Japanese tourists with the cameras okay so that skews my way of thinking I've grown up with it I see it all the time then all of a sudden we quote unquote have a parent pandemic and everyone should wear face masks and we're like oh come on but did you see how my initial reaction was immediately swayed by my prior experience oh only the Chinese tourists wear the masks. That's what my head's thinking. Even if I'm not vocalizing it, my subconscious is thinking that because I've seen it my whole life. So then we come today and then you think, take a step back, Shelly. Well, I'm thinking this, take a step back and listen to this one. Okay, they don't really know for sure, but the bottom line is if you sneeze or cough, droplets, they still believe that was what was causing, you know, the, the, the droplets could pass the virus. So we need to contain the droplets. Okay, does it mean you wear your mask in your own home? You don't wear it in your car. You don't wear it when you're walking on the road by yourself. Now, granted, again, here's another thing. I live in a city where people can get away from each other. I live in the great north, okay? But I have a student that lives in my home, and he is from India. And he was telling me the other day, he says, Mom, they're opening India up and just going with herd mentality because our country is so populated, there's no hope of keeping everybody away from each other. And London's kind of suffering the same way. So in, London has basically got curfews, martial law going on. It's like, it's appalling what's going on over there. Um, from a human rights standpoint, I need you to understand where I'm coming from this. This is not about the virus people or the mask wearing or the man. This is about the human rights violations that are happening all over the world right now. Your rights are being taken away. It should be choice. But I thought, you know what? Until we know more, Let's just wear the mask. Let's put on, get a cute little cotton mask and we'll all just wear them when we're out in public and then take them off when we come home and just wait until more research has been done. You know what? That seemed reasonable to me. So I was anti-mask at the beginning, kind of got on board. And then I have a friend who drives me mental with his, he's a Snopes lover, which believe me, I, now that I know what Snopes is and how just the craziness that that became anything that anybody listens to for fact checking is unbelievable to me. And fact checkers as well are just all paid by the media and government. So it's like, you've got to be kidding me. So he fact checks everything, always comments on your Facebook page, drives me nuts, drives my husband crazy. And his first negative comment was, of course, oh, so you're, we're all supposed to just listen because it's some cute girl from the check. I thought, are you? he was my first comment and his first comment was negative. And so if I was against the masks, he would have said something snotty probably about that too. And I was like, are you kidding me? This is what happens to us. We are so quick to jump to our opinion. And not only do we have the opinion, but we feel the right to force it on others. Really? No, no, maybe we shouldn't do that. Now, some of you might be thinking right now, well, Shelly, that's kind of what you're doing this podcast right now. And if you feel that way, I apologize. But really what I'm trying to get you to do is to think for yourself. Think it through. Because quite honestly, I don't need to convince you that masks are dangerous. I need to, and I'm not saying I believe that one way or the other, uh, long-term use of them is though that's that's a medical fact they've that that stuff's what been proven and yet we're still doing it um i need to convince you to think for yourself 
to go search for information, to not buy into fear, to look behind the curtain. That's my goal. And on that note, I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com. You can also join the discussion on Twitter at livingwellwithshell and Instagram at www.instagram.com slash livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelly at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan. <laughs>